One thing. We'll find the something. Story house. Yeah, one That's thing. I'm starting my Start your audio. Yeah, I, we're, we're live, by the way. Just so you guys know, we're, oh, we're thanks. live. Yeah, no, <laughs> no problem. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 44 of the S Stops here. Uh, we got a lot of fun things to talk about. Uh, I'm joined by Jamie and Zach. Uh, Josh couldn't make it this week, and we were too lazy to get a guest. So, deal with <laughs> <Me>? it. Um, <laughs> I was too lazy to get a guest. Joe was too lazy to get a Long weekend. Is everybody recording their audio since we've... Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, that's what the chat function's for, Zach. Uh, anyway, so we have <laughs> the Q&A app open. Um, well, that's because I have the Q&A app open, so please then feel don't free to ask questions. don't to use the chat function. I, I'm going to totally interrupt your entire outro to this time. Totally interrupt it the entire time. You do it every week. <laughs> I do not. I do not. Anyway, so let's get this started off on the right foot. Jamie, what have you been shooting last week? Oh, man. Start with me again. Um, what have I been shooting this week? Actually, not a whole lot. I shot some landscapes, of course, on the way home. We were supposed to be getting uh, a warm spell coming through with some rain, maybe some thunderstorms. So the massive amounts of snow that we've got now, I think, are on their way out. And uh, while we've had all this snow, I've been chasing after this shot I've got it in my mind, and I have yet to find, like, the ideal landscape for it, but basically it's going to be, like, a really um, minimalistic shot with a blue sky and, like, a humongous white field in front of it. So it's going to look almost like, from a distance, it might just look like a painting that's blue and white, and that's it. But, you know, upon further inspection, you'll actually see that it's a photograph. I don't know. I just get these weird little ideas in my head. So I've been chasing that shot for a few weeks now, and I think I might have gotten it today. I haven't had time to dump it into Lightroom and, and give it a go yet to see how it looks, but that's about all I've shot this week, really. That And I've been putting together um, a uh, an article that hit Borrow Lens's blog today. Yeah, I saw that. It's like a tutorial on light painting, and it was a chance for me to pitch the light brush. If you go to thelightbrush.com, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just kind of like a little primer on light painting for people who maybe have heard of it but don't know how to go about doing it. Um, it's pretty basic, you know. It goes over some of the stuff you might need, tools to do it, um, basic settings for your camera and things like that. So if you swing over to www.borrowlenses.com forward slash blog, uh, you can see the post right there. It's gotten uh, some pretty decent feedback so far. It's pretty cool. I like writing, so. Um, and on that same yeah, that note. Post. Yeah, thanks. Uh and I'm going to start writing again for uh, smallcamerabigpicture.com. I kind of nice. took a, uh, a sabbatical from writing for them as I was going through a lot of the, uh, the stuff with my family. Um, and Julio, the site owner, reached out to me and said, Hey, dude, uh, it'd be cool if you came back and started writing because we get a lot of people asking for Olympus, uh, Olympus representation on the site because right now it's primarily Panasonic because he's a uh, Panasonic, Panasonic luminary. Which is oh, pretty much okay. like in uh, it's Panasonic's visionary program, pretty much, you know. So he's like a representative for them, and as of late, it's been mostly Panasonic Press that's been on the site. Oh. So I'm gonna swing back over there and start writing again. Try to be pretty fun. Nice. Represent a little bit. Yeah, nice. you got it. <laughs> Should drag Zach with you. Yeah, no, I'm good. I think he'd probably be totally cool with that if. That was something uh, Zach was interested in doing. Some Samsung representation on the site would probably be welcome. I'm always up for writing. 
then I will make that connection. See, that wasn't that crazy after all. I mean, come on. Joe has those brief moments of incredible awesomeness. Very brief. (laughs) Oh, ouch. And And there it went. Burn. All right. So. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so Zach, what have you been up to? Uh, I had a, um, another kid session this past weekend. Uh, it seems to be the thing to do when it's not wedding season. Um, just because I guess it's it's the way the um, the process of a family works in that you have holidays, birthdays, stuff like that in the earlier months of the year uh, and then you get married in the summer. I don't know. So uh, that was a lot of, a lot of fun. Months later, yeah, that sounds right. about right. Yeah, pretty much. That's what everybody's saying. We in in the fine area that I'm in, we got two feet of snow last weekend, so everybody's expecting a massive influx of babies nine months from now. Just because, hey, what do people do but call the stork uh, when it snows? <laughs> so, and I'm also happy to report that uh, shouldn't have any issues with my audio dropping or video dropping out tonight, thanks to the wonderful folks at Verizon FiOS for giving me a new router. Um, yeah, I noticed the uh, HD icon in the lower corner of your screen there, and I'm like, damn, this picture looks good today. That's, yeah, you can thank 40 meg per second download speeds and uh, 30 meg per second upload speeds for that. Wow. This is the closest Zach's ever going to get to an endorsement for Horizon, so we that's should cherish wireless. <laughs> that's Yeah, we should cherish what this. What is the 802.11ac router? Is it, do you know? It's, it's, what I don't, it's whatever their it's top, gotta be. top yeah. of the line is, yeah. Um, Sick. Pretty excited about that, uh, just because that also means. Um, so, so basically, I've paired a fast router with an SSD MacBook Pro. Uh, I can upload every photo I've ever taken in about 10 seconds. So Boom! That's awesome. how I just t- tied that back in. Also, finally bought the 30 millimeter lens for uh, my Samsung uh, NX camera. It's not here yet. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, tiny bit of OCD that I still have. Uh, left in me required me to buy the one that matched the color of my camera, and it was out of stock. So <laughs> can't have a black lens on a white body. So just had to had to wait for that one. Oh man! Oh man! Awesome. That's all. That's all I've been shooting. I'm actually heading to Houston this weekend. Uh, probably won't be taking any pictures because it's for a bachelor party. You should be taking all kinds of pictures. <laughs> it's my brother-in-law. those pictures with anybody. It's, it's my brother-in-law, so <laughs> I do have to come home to his sister. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Joe, how about yourself? Nice. What have you been up to this past week? So I haven't shot anything, but I actually dug through my archives to edit some photos that I've been meaning to edit for... Film? Know, two or three... Two or three months? No, not film. Well, I have a I have a tremendous film back backlog and not enough funds to deal with it at the moment. So I thought you were going to say film will be film coming. Background. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I think uh, when I finally develop the ten rolls I've been waiting for, plus I don't know how many more I shoot before uh, my other announcement, it'll be kind of interesting to see how much you know stuff I have to share later. But, uh, yeah, the last roll of film that I shot on my camera, I haven't been able to wind it properly, so I think I need to figure out a way to do that and make sure that my camera isn't totally busted for some reason. But I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it just slipped off the gears. But uh, been editing some stuff. Went, took some pictures at the aquarium over the holidays that I think I might have accidentally deleted before I actually put them on my computer, which bums me out because it was empty for a engagement, or sorry, for a pre-wedding party. 
whatever they call those these days. Um, so it's something where I wish I, I wish I kept that because it was shooting with the M in an environment where no one else was around, basically. So you don't have to edit out the people because there are none. Cool. So, yeah, but maybe those will turn up, but I, I doubt it. But that's basically it. Nothing, nothing too crazy. All right, so do we want to dive into the stories of the week? Let's get an update on uh, how things are going with uh, last week's big topic. So yeah, the okay. light brush announcement, that topic? Yeah, that topic. <clears throat> um, as of earlier, I think we were at 22 backers. We're just shy of the $2,000 mark. <clears throat> we still got quite a ways to go. Um, earlier this week, we opened uh, the Kickstarter up to international shipping. We'd had feedback from several people saying that they'd be in, but they lived not in the United States, so they couldn't be in. Um, we just weren't sure, honestly, about uh, some of the details of shipping internationally. I don't know if you guys have ever shipped international or not, but there are all kinds of declarations forms that you have to fill yeah, out and stuff to enough. ship, you know? And we were kind of stressing over that, and we didn't want to set ourselves up to, um, to lose money on shipping costs because shipping overseas can just get kind of weird depending on, you know, where you're shipping and the size of your package, you know. Come on, Joe, smile, laugh at that one. Okay. So oh, uh, We are a family-friendly <laughs> show. Jeez. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> again, you know, so we just kind of... you problems with the size of the package is what you're telling me. Mm, okay, so you're... It's just that his package is too big. <clears throat> too big to fit in the box was the problem, so... <laughs> I couldn't help it. So, <laughs> oh, so, uh, so, so we researched uh, shipping costs and found out it really wasn't going to be outrageous to ship. <clears throat> um, again, the guy that I'm partnered with on this Kickstarter, Travis, he spent some time at the post office and went over a couple of different shipping scenarios with them to find out like what our max out-of-pocket shipping would be. And we kind of just set that like as the default, so no matter what, we wouldn't lose out on on anything, you know, through shipping. So we opened it up internationally and, and picked up a few orders that way. What's uh, What's been some of the biggest feedback you guys have been getting? Honestly, the biggest feedback seems to have been, well, there's two different categories for it. One, you know, we've taken care of uh, was we wanted international orders to be opened up was a big thing from people. Um, okay. Another thing, you know, that we get, like, a lot of people, I think that they're trolling and just trying to make it be a negative thing as they're saying, you know, oh, you guys are just a knockoff of the Pixel Stick, you know, and I think we discussed this last week, and I'm like, no, we're not. We're something, we're affordable and easy to use. So feedback-wise, that's just been what we've, you know, gotten. I mean, a lot of people are excited about it because they're looking for something affordable. They wanted, mm -hmm. you know, something cool that they could use that wasn't going to be like a $400 setup. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And um and I think we hit the mark with that. So, uh, we went out shooting last weekend. I guess yeah. So I guess that's something that's happened since the last show that I could have talked about. Um, I had a group of people come out to where I live, and we did some light painting with the the light brush, and uh, we did some steel wool spinning, of course, because it's always fun to play with fire. And uh, you know, so we did some more product shots with the light brush and. Um, I'm hoping that this weekend, weather permitting, we're going to get together again and do more shooting, except we're going to put together some videos that we'll probably throw an update one on the Kickstarter page. So we'll do, we promise everybody that if it funds successfully, 
you know, we're going to have a page full of uh, tutorials from basic to advanced techniques. And uh, I guess what the goal this weekend might be is to is to get something like that shot so people can see what they could look forward to if it does fund successfully, the kinds of things that they'll see. So we'll probably do, like, not the most basic one or not the most advanced one. We'll kind of do something right in the middle, and we'll get that put up on the Kickstarter page and up on YouTube. Oh, nice. So it's kind, it's kind of where we're at with it right now. Do you or any of your buddies have anything up on steel wool, like uh, how-tos or stuff like that? Because it looks um, awesome. I just I have no idea how I would go about it personally. I think actually I think I have one on YouTube. Oh really? Okay. Already like an old Fair one. Fair warning. A I haven't looked. Ago. It just you, you triggered yeah. something, and I was like, I need to ask Jamie about this. So. Yeah. No. I mean, maybe after the show, I can uh, shoot you the link to it on my YouTube channel. I'm sure it's up there somewhere. I'm okay. almost certain that I did it, but and if I didn't, yeah. and I'm totally on drugs or something, then I'll do one anyway. So. It's easy and fun. Whoever's listening in, Jamie's not on drugs. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I just act like please, it. Please ignore that comment. It was a hypothetical that is not true. <laughs> right. His big package is on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your big package is the drugs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is going so We're down editing down. all this out, right? No, we're, like, no. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it's live, you know. Yeah, I don't have the time to... 20-minute uh, delay. 20 minute what 20 minute delay the one we would need to edit all this out because we're live right oh, right 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 yeah <laughs> so our our amazing um pr team that is nobody yes we don't even have oh good lord you had some crazy intro music playing on that video uh we don't even have uh show notes anymore so <laughs> who reads show notes if you have questions you know who to ask yeah come find us Come right. find us if you have yeah, questions. Don't come find me. I don't want you to know where I live. Oh, well, not literally. Whatever. Oh, my God. Now All let's right. get into the news. Yeah. All right, so how is that better than me doing the built-in can music? It's okay. Anyway, so the first thing today, uh, as Zach adds Google Facts, so the first thing today was an article from, where was this? Cult of, I think it was actually Cult of Mac. Where it's a it's a cheaper flash, but it's ha it has its own rechargeable battery pack mm -hmm. that can uh, draw more power at once because it's a battery pack instead of a or a proprietary battery pack instead of like double A's. Did you notice know. the name of the manufacturer, Zach? I didn't. It's, it's the same company that's making the boom arm that my microphone is on. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they definitely. Really? Um, I have uh, yes. New Ear. <laughs> new, yeah. New, new Ear. Yeah. Newer. So I actually, yeah. my um, oh, my reflector is Newer, Newer, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they make microphone boom arms and everything flashes. really. Yeah. yeah. And reflectors. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting concept though of having. I like the idea of that. Yeah, I, I like the idea, and I'm surprised that. Canon or Nikon or Olympus, somebody else hasn't jumped on because yes, you lose some of the ability to you know just go down the street and buy batteries, but at the same time, the power options seem like it's much more compelling. Well, yeah, I mean I don't remember what the specs were on that flash, but I know it was way higher output. It was 12 volts DC, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah something like crazy. Massive. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, holy crap balls, man! Like that's that's yeah. nuts, and and the recycle times re reduced too. Oh, I'm sure they're not... wickedly reduced. Yeah, that's a cool yeah. idea. You know, I mean, that's something that I think other manufacturers should look at. You know, and there's a way around what you just said too about um, 
limiting your options for powering it um, mm -hmm. using other battery types. Like uh, my older Olympus DSLR, the battery grip, you know, would hold, <coughs> excuse me, would hold two batteries, but um, it came with this crazy like little tray type deal where I could feed the in like eight double. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. So they yeah. could do something like that if they, really they if their engineers were talented enough to design it that way. Well, and also keep in mind that as battery technology gets better, uh, 2,000 milliamp per hour battery can be the same size as a 4,000. Right. So it, it just, you know, you could be looking at down in the future replacing that with something that's same twice the size, the, the twice capacity. the power. Yeah. yeah. So, it's a neat concept. I think it, it is a little limiting in the fact that, uh, like Joe said, uh, worst case scenario, you're at a wedding, you're using this, your batteries die. You could send your assistant to the 7-Eleven and get double A's, except, no, you can't. Right. So now right. you're stuck without, you know, stuck without a uh, without the ability to actually power your flash with something other than exactly that. Yeah. So. so yeah. Interesting idea. Let's, I, I, you know, we'll have to see if it really comes to fruition, but yeah. kind of cool. Next article. Yes. <laughs> Google Plus has built added built-in HDR, which, yeah, I had a feeling this was going to be a a, yeah. a hot button of a topic. <clears throat> so I didn't. So where is that at? Um, you know, it's so funny because I, I, I haven't done much editing. Uh, yeah, I on think Google it's within. You have to edit within the Chrome browser, and it's yeah. somewhere. Uh, okay. somewhere. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you go to your Google Plus page, uh, yeah. Go into your photos. It's it's basically the exact same way that um, so I'll I'll edit this photo of let me uh, screen share this here real quick. I'll edit this photo of this fast. Oh my god, thing. Zach screen sharing before Jamie? What is going on? Oh, you open man, capture, dude. Some stuff, stuff up too. Uh, so <laughs> here is uh, a wonderful book that I found at the store. Oh, and, draw uh, the furries. Draw furries. Uh, I believe if you click edit. Uh, it'll load That's up your editing so tools. Weird. Yeah, well, you should. It was in uh, oh, what's this, that store? Michaels. Twenty-five dollars. I mean, Good lord. Not like a. Not like I'm really in the yeah, So there's your. So you've got your like HDR scape tool, and then you know, obviously, there's the the presets, or you can. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I think the unfortunate uh, the the unfortunate part about this, and and it's one of um, one of the bigger complaints, not complaints, but one of the bigger things that's I think not drawing the people to uh, the Google Plus editing like it should be is that most of your Google Plus images are cell phone shots, and right. unless you're working with a cell phone that's got a fantastic camera built into it, uh, it most of the photos don't really warrant. Editing. Josh, Zach is talking to you. Yeah, I'm oh, talking God. to you, Josh. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. So All right. I mean, that's that's a fair that's a, a fair assessment. I think it's an excellent chance for people who, um, an excellent chance for people who upload over Wi-Fi uh, to, um, to edit in their browser. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. for people like uh, that that might be using, um. Chromebooks, something like that, uh, yeah. where you can't you can't run the hugely uh, hard drive intensive and, and resource intensive programs like Photoshop and Lightroom. 
Uh, it does give you the opportunity to do an HDR landscape if you really, really feel that it's necessary. So, okay. Now, can you use... I, I should try. I don't have my phone with me. Crap. So could you do the same type of editing with the Chrome browser on your iPhone or Android phone or... I don't believe so. I think this okay. is desktop. It's no, strictly no. desktop. Now, what you can do, um, the, the built-in... So the when Google updated uh, to... KitKat, uh, and you can actually do this now with just about any of the phones. You don't have to have KitKat. Uh, they did introduce, they got rid of the gallery app uh, and, and... And did Google Plus Photos, right? Well, yeah, it's called Photos. Um, there are filters on that. Uh, there are frames. It's nothing like Snapseed, uh, which is mm -hmm. kind of ironic considering Google owns Snapseed. Um, but I would imagine that the two will eventually kind of meld together into one you know, yeah. thing. So, yay! I still say. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess maybe it's all right. So let's just look at it one other way. So, say Flickr came out with the same capabilities tomorrow. Do you think that there would be a, a ton of people using that? No. Because mm -mm. I think that it's a whole new workflow. So I think it's not just the fact that cell phone shots are almost the only thing that goes there automatically. It's training people to do a different workflow. Absolutely. So, yeah. I, I think it, it reinforces your argument, but still. Next topic. So, ironically enough, the next topic is talking about 500px Prime, a, a service that I have no desire to pay for. <laughs> Do you even... Could, could you um, even feasibly see a way to make enough money with 500px Prime to pay for a 500px Prime membership? Oh, hell no. <laughs> no. What what is what is the yeah, subscription no. for that cost? What is that? I know that I, they're. So I, I don't know. It's it's a minimum two hundred and fifty dollar license fee, and they're given thirty percent commission regardless of terms. No. What is but, the uh, yeah, What I is mean, the cost for Prime to the user? Was it? Like, I think it's like somewhere in the ballpark of a hundred bucks or something. Hundred bucks. Like it down to fifty. Because I mean, hell, it, you know. That's that's just a little less than like a Zenfolio account would cost. Yeah, or, I, mean, I don't know what SmugMug costs, well, but I'm sure I mean, it's similar. So, good job. Well, I mean, you also have like Flickr, for instance, which you know Flickr Pro, and then you could theoretically get stuff from Getty. But I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know too many people that have had success doing it that way. At least that I've seen. So, I mean, I guess it's nice for them to have an option, but. To me, it just kind of sounds like another. Eh. Well, I think the worst part about this is, is that they're giving photographers thirty percent of the money that they make from selling their photos. Thirty percent. That you know sounds that? like like Getty, and I think Shutterstock, and I mean, I think the only one that's probably not like that is what Stocksy. I mean, yeah, most that, most yeah. of the other ones, that's probably about standard. I mean, it I can understand standard. it. I can understand it from Getty's perspective because, or Getty, or um, the other big one, um, Shutterstock, um, be, places like that already have like the hugest client base ever. I mean, that's just where people go to find images. So you're kind of paying for that. Right. But with something like 500 picks, it's like, who the hell is going to go there to buy images for their next ad campaign? Most people probably wouldn't do it because they're already. You know, their workflow is head over to Getty or 
or Shutterstock or on any of the other stock agencies that are big. Right. Yeah, it's just it's already an established. Uh, right. Oh, I'm, am so, I still I mean, screen if, sharing? No. no, you're not. No. Okay. No. Yeah, you're just in ridiculously high def right now, jerk. So um, well, no, not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I was boobs accidentally popped up on my screen. Ooh. Oh. So if I. <laughs> so again. So I guess what maybe. What do you here, do during our? Show? I, I'm going through pictures on. I'm going through the top photos on 500px to to get a good idea of what's uh, out. Oh there. God, yeah. So the top yeah. photos that are out there right now are pretty much artful nudes and ridiculously. Uh. Oversaturated, uh, high landscapes. contrast, yeah, landscapes. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess if that's which, your thing, which has been the problem with 500px since the beginning, arguably. A lot of the photography on 500px does not look like photography. It looks like graphic design. Art. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, so, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, good for I, them. I mean, if that's what they want to do, but selling it to photographers like that, then that's. Yeah. I think yeah. for it to be pro- you know, for it to be successful, I think they need to. They need to do like a 50-50 split, or even better, like 60-40 to the photographer yeah. side. Yeah, oh, especially to get just, people on board. Just to lure people right. in. At least. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the overhead is to run something like that, you know, from a legal standpoint. I don't know what all they do on their end to, to make sure everything's working legitimately, but I'm sure it can't be that much. Right. Yeah. All right, next topic. We're not talking about that damn car, are we? No, no, that got deleted yeah, because deleted. apparently people don't want to talk about that. So yeah, so let's talk about Pat, the Padcaster. Um, so for those at home who don't know what the Padcaster is, because I didn't know what it was till the mini was released, which is the mini Padcaster. The mini Padcaster is it is a gigantic rubberized shell that you shove an iPad into, and then it has a lens mount on it. It has an ability to plug in a, you know, a nice mic, uh, power an LED light. Um, have a tripod mount. Um, if you guys have watched the most recent Apple ad, you actually would see one of the guys using this uh, to videotape a waterfall for some reason. Um, but yeah, it just seemed to be like a very interesting, very specific to you know camera enablement device for a tablet, which I don't know if that's what you would want to be doing for something like this. Let's be specific. Uh, that was Joe's opinion that this was interesting. Oh, sorry. Well, uh, what are your guys' opinions? That's why we're on air here. So you, I think you it's know, dumb. Uh, I, I don't... Uh... Oh, I can see film crews all over the planet running around exactly. with their iPads. Yep. I see it at all yeah. the, the mom and pop, you know, sporting events. And I actually heard they're going to be filming school. this summer's blockbusters with exclusively with iPads. Yeah. Oh, okay. Independence Day 2 coming to the theater near <laughs> you July 4th, 2014, shot exclusively on iPad minis with this Padcaster crap. You're welcome, America. Okay, now <laughs> now hear me out on this, and this is crazy, but there probably could come a time where that's possible. Um, uh, the Disney movie Secretariat, I think I mentioned it on here before, there were a lot of sequences in that movie shot with the first-generation Olympus pen. I mean, that's a full-blown, you know, multi-million-dollar movie shot with, like, the earliest generation of mirrorless camera. Well, I think, wasn't the Avengers shot with some... Um... Uh, what is it? They they were shot with 5D Mark III's, and I'm trying to think. There's another movie that actually had GoPros built into the footage too. No kidding. Yeah, like it I was mean, like I can actually, understand, like, I can understand the 5D Mark III. Okay, yeah, we're talking right. we're talking large sensor. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. The 5D Mark III doesn't count. I get it. I get it. I get it. And let's also not forget that a lot of these 
cameras are getting high-end glass stuck on the front of them. That very is true. very true. Cine very glass, true. like $15,000 lenses right. on the front. That's true. Uh, so, you know, so, for example, uh, where did I just see this? Um, so the Avengers is, purport- is reported to have, uh, allegedly have Canon 5D Mark II shots done with it. Uh, episodes of House, Saturday Night Live. I'm trying to remember the, there was a war movie. Oops, sorry. There was a war movie, and I can't remember what one it was that was shot with the 5D, exclusively with the 5D Mark III. Like, that every wow. shot. Uh, but the lens that they had, the lenses that they had on them were, you know. <laughs> yeah, cinema quality lenses. Right. Which definitely helps, too. I mean. And, so. and you know, you're also talking about uh, all of the rest of the pieces that go into the rig were we're not just talking the camera and a lens here. You've got stabilizers and... Nice mic, nice right. uh, monopod, nice uh, light. Yeah, I mean, definitely a lot of a lot of work to put into a device that, I don't know, it, it sounds like you should just attach that stuff to a different device. Are Why? there going well, no. to be... The portability uh, factor for the DSLRs for video is, have you seen a... A cinema rig, you know, full-size camera. It's well, yeah, I've seen a cinema rig, yeah. But I'm talking. I'm not talking about a cinema rig. I'm talking about, you know, a, a DSLR with a monopod or even a shoulder mount. You put a mic and a light on that, it's still going to give you much better quality and not too much of a difference over having a, an iPad right. on, a, on a monopod in terms of quality, sensor size, all that jazz. Let's also not, let's also not forget how ridiculous you're going to look. <laughs> well, I was just leaving that part out, but... Well, it's a, a, granted, it's a given. Uh, because as we've talked about in the past, one of my favorite things to do while shooting weddings or being mock, out... Mock people. Versus no, no, no. Is take photos of people taking photos with iPads uh, because it looks that ridiculous. In fact, uh, the Olympics is a great opportunity. Just turn <laughs> it on. people can't even worth their point to shoot cameras. <laughs> iPads. Yeah. But, but turn it on and and look at how many people at the Olympics... Ah, oh, it's awful. No, nope, really just, just their pictures are. Well, yeah. 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 Speaking yeah, of the Olympics, and, and, have you guys seen the uh, the little write-up on the Getty and AP photographers there? Like some of their setups for uh, Jeff Cable for shooting and getting stuff published, like within an hour or so yeah. of shooting it. Yeah, I read I read Jeff Cable's thing about that, like how Isn't he has sick? to literally shoot, sit down. He's got like 14 minutes to get it out on the wire before he's got to get up and start going again. It's insane. Man. No pressure there, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if it's that tight, it almost warrants you trying to find somebody that you can have as a, an assistant to do something while you're shooting. Just have a just, runner? Yeah. Well, I mean, just or just have somebody that's doing, you know, helping you do edits that's editing in your own style. Now, well, I know they that they, little... ha- they actually have an editing room. I mean, he's shooting and firing it off. Uh, Getty and AP both have... Uh, from well, from the article I was reading, it looks like they have entire rooms dedicated to guys that are doing the, uh, the edit work, the finish work, the post on everything. It fires. Oh, so from, he's not even because the one I, what I thought he was reading is I thought he was actually doing like quick edits for ones that like he liked in Photoshop and then sending those off as finished photos to Getty and having them out in the wire. So Getty's actually doing stuff. Nice. He posts. might he might do that with some shots, but I know that they were talking about um. You know, they're shooting, like, you know, 30,000, 40,000 pictures in right. an event. And those all run through, and they have guys that sort 
you know, and pick out the the shots that are needed or whatever. Because I can't really, I mean, think about it. There's no, yeah. legit, is there is there a legitimate reason for like a 13 or 15 minute cycle for having to have a photo published? I mean, well, I think it's it's between uh, the example he had was hockey, so I guess it's like between breaks of hockey or something. Okay. Um, but periods. yeah, uh, yeah, periods. So I guess yeah, I don't I watch don't hockey either. I would have called it. Oh my yes. god. Oh. Did you not watch the game on Saturday? No. Oh. I was working. Or was it at night? No, it was it's seven o'clock in the morning. Oh shit, no. I was what, what, what time zone? Yeah, I definitely wasn't watching it. No way. Normal time zone. Real, Normal real time zone. Yeah, not little real people time zone. Where you live. <laughs> I don't live out on like some island in the middle of the Pacific. I live on the other you side of the country. You will eventually. If you stay there, you will eventually because California's oh, gonna my. fall into the ocean. No, we're going to form our own private island. Everybody knows this. Oh, San Francisco is just going to like float off and Have be fun. by itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next next topic on. Um, All right, so so hopefully um, hopefully one of you guys can speak to this because I sure as hell can't. But yeah, I guess Panasonic's new... What? Huh? Are we skipping that one? Is that what you said? Yeah, so apparently Panasonic is new GH4, which is a 4K. mirrorless, mirrorless, mirrorless camera, camera, can shoot in 4K, yep. which sounds pretty... It's a micro four-thirds. Sorry, micro four-thirds. Sounds pretty insane to me. But will go really nicely uh, The uh, on the 4K TV that nobody owns. That's true. That's true. They're actually getting cheaper. You know what? Here's the thing. So let's talk about 4K for a second. Oh, um, here we go. Finally! <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm all about it. I think it's totally freaking awesome. You know what I mean? Shit, you can even stream 4K stuff on YouTube now. Have you seen that? Go, the new GoPros um, do 4K. Okay, yeah, if you don't cool. have bandwidth so here, on half the providers in the United States. But yeah, okay. What did you say, Joe? I was talking about bandwidth caps. That's exactly another, where another. I was going to go with it. Oh, okay. I mean, because how are you going to di uh, digest and consume all this 4K content? You know, you're going to go over your cap, like, fast. Like, mm -hmm. stupid fast. And then you're going to start paying out the ass for overages. So, I like the thought of 4K, but uh, yeah. where's everybody consuming? Where they? I mean, overseas, maybe in Japan, you know, I don't think they have caps. But yeah. here in the United States, we're not going to be able to use that that yeah. uh, that video. Yeah, it's almost like editing raw on a cell phone and expecting that uh, you have the space to do it. <laughs> or the bandwidth to upload it. Yeah, so there you go. So, yeah. I mean, because I think somebody was, somebody was doing a study that I guess 1080p on Netflix sucks up like 4.7 gigs an hour. And then so add, like it's not technically a, a two, you know, a, a, a quite as big as the multiplier as people are saying, but you could argue that it's probably like, I don't know, Seven, eight K plus, and or seven or eight gigs an hour for four K compressed with some specific codecs. So I mean that's quite a bit if your cap is two or three hundred uh, gigabytes. Yeah, and I mean that's you know, that's one episode of House of Cards. One you know <laughs> one hour or one you know one part of a movie. Yeah. So I don't know, but going back to the camera though, um, again it's just. It's just the the normal progression of where we're going. I mean, you're seeing it in mirrorless. I'm just wondering why we're not seeing 4K from the full frame cameras yet. Maybe the technology is too difficult for them to to kind of get a grasp on. I mean, if they're so 
so hard up developing uh, existing technology, they may not have really given it any forethought. Yeah, because I imagine the, the image processing for 4K is a little bit more crazy than normal, I would think, right? But that doesn't really explain the argument either. Um, Julio, the guy that runs Small Camera Big Picture, he's got the GH4, of course. <clears throat> and uh, he did a little, I don't know, like an advertorial is kind of what it looked like on YouTube discussing the camera. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he said that um, each frame is like a 7 or 8 megapixel still. Something Jesus. like that. That's so, nice. I mean, he can literally pick out individual frames from the footage, and they're, like, ridiculously high detail. I mean, shit, that, is that the future of photography right there? You just go out and shoot a stream of video and say, ah, I'm going to take that frame right there, and that's the one that you yeah, work I with. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It definitely could be. It's a scary thought because it's not how I want to work, but, I mean, the possibilities there. I mean, does that change it for people that are new to photography, they don't necessarily have to have quote-unquote talent, you know? They can just go shoot video and then pick out the coolest-looking frame out of that stream of video. I don't know. It's, well, just, it's kind of a weird area. I, I think that that's where the industry's going in general, though, for a lot of consumer stuff, is have any... any I don't want to call them idiots, but have anybody shoot a good photo easily and right. then have, like, the really, really crazy specific stuff um, to the enthusiasts or the pros. So, I mean, that still, you know, requires somebody taking the, you know, pictures for you. So, right. as soon as we all get outsourced by robots, that's probably when you really want to worry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Zach. Did, I'm glad that you decided to join us again. I heard every word oh. you said. Again. <laughs> you're, what are you, my wife? No. Are no. you listening to me? Yeah, I heard every word you said. <laughs> Move on. Next story. Ah, uh, so now, so now I'm I'm timed. Okay, all right. So, you want me to you want me to start or not? All right. So, 319 key keyboard for Photoshop. Yay or nay? That's Holy nuts. crap. Yeah. I don't have yeah. enough desk space for that thing. I mean, it, it, it looks ridiculous. It sounds super intense. And I guess if you're somebody that's a graphic designer who literally spends all day in Photoshop, maybe, but otherwise... Come on, you got you to learn a whole new keyboard layout for that thing. Well, no I mean, you, I, don't, I, can you, I don't even think you can type on it. Like, I think you just well, have to use it. There's no typing. It's definitely just a... a shortcuts. It, it's, it's, it's all it's, the it's, shortcuts. And yeah. it's a bajillion shortcuts. But, I mean, it, it's, it's doing things like taking... Uh, so like for the, the liquify tool you've got to do command shift and X instead mm -hmm. it's one button which is great right. yeah um, no I, especially I mean especially if you could I mean we all at one point in time didn't know how to type on a regular qwerty keyboard right so who's to say that we couldn't learn how to use something like this oh, oh I'm, I'm sure, sure you could yeah. with muscle memory it's just you know is it worth it does it make sense I, I, what's it's, it's a niche product what should be Kinda even like more just what should be even more disturbing is the fact that this is 372 of the most important and used tools, functions, and filters. <laughs> That's not all of them. <laughs> There's also 20 buttons for custom actions. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because somebody has way more skill in Photoshop than I do. Yeah, yeah clearly. Because the numbers you just spit out, I didn't even know existed. I didn't know that there were that many actions possible. 
$9,000 gets you to Transylvania, and they'll personally teach you how to use the keyboard. Uh, less than 20 miles from Dracula's castle. That's kind of them. You, you come back a vampire for your charge. Yeah. All right, so speaking of online photo services, we were talking about Flickr earlier, and we're going to come back to them. So they actually, as of today, added embedded... Today? Today. Added wow. embedded photos in comments. Very... God, what? I hate this. Very Facebook. Flickr so did could, that today? Flickr yeah, did that today. today. Holy crap. Yeah. I, I follow the product manager on Twitter, and I saw it right before the show. Today. So they just, they, just added, uh, they just added... So you can actually... Post a an actual photo in a comment, not a link, but the actual photo. I think we've totally so I'm going to have to see how this works because I can yeah, remember. I'm not seeing it right now. So. I can remember in. Check the show notes. I put a I put a link. Yeah, yeah. I can I can remember. Um, not very long ago, in community, not community. What are they? What are they called? What groups? In groups, mm-hmm. uh, doing like a um, like a. Uh, constructive criticism thread where you posted a photo and then somebody posted a constructive criticism and then they posted their own photo in the right. thread. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't get how this is different. I guess I'd have to see it. There's nothing to see. I don't see it any I'm I mean well in Firefox I'm not seeing anything that makes uh, it any easier, I it guess. Could I don't be rolling gonna, out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm gonna go try to post a photo on Jamie's Group I think Joe's just talking crap, dude. I don't think so too. Yeah, I'm talking exactly <laughs> talking crap. I linked to the tweet in the show notes. All right, I'm not talking crap. You made it up. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Totally made it up. Oh, that's yeah, interesting. Just, because I totally wanted to just prank Jamie on live TV. Yeah. Jamie, go, TV, go huh? Check. Yeah, live TV. Web Our TV. studio audience is going to be really impressed. Of three viewers, I mean, hey, <laughs> ones okay. we didn't have to pay to stay. So, we'll All right, that. so people are gonna want to get paid now. I'm, I'm gonna All take right. a, I'm gonna take a look and see if I can post a comment on this this fantastic tap and die. Yeah, I, I'm seeing nothing. I got nothing. Really? Got nothing. Got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing too. So if I take huh. this photo and I do this, can I? Yeah, maybe it is something that's doing a gradual rollout. Uh, yeah. Photo and comments to our new photo experience. So, hmm. all right. Neato. What you going to do? Yeah, you had me all excited for nothing. I, Thanks, I, Joe. I swear to God, just Thanks, look at Joe. the tweet. It's Marcus from, from Flickr. The head of, <laughs> head of product. He's been on stage with Mayor herself. So, if he's lying, then whatever. Oh, thanks. And he's... Okay. That is literally all I have to say with uh, news. Man, and we've got like almost 15 minutes left here. 15 minutes. I know. Jamie, make up something to talk about. Make up something to talk about. So, Joe. So, now here, so I got something here. Uh, Oh, oh boy. So, as I've talked about before, um, this this could potentially roll into another episode, uh, but it's just something something to talk about. Uh, One of the things that I've... uh, I recently got into a big discussion on uh, on the the forum that I moderate. Was uh, a particular user was was talking about how they were trying to change their business plan, and one of the things that they wanted to get away from 
was the concept of shoot and burn. Uh, are you, you guys are familiar with shoot shoot and burn photographers? Oh yeah, they'll shoot for a disc or whatever. Yeah. So I couldn't understand why there was so much negativity towards shoot and burn photographers, which was pretty interesting because apparently I had the incorrect concept uh, of shooting. So what do you guys, Joe? When I say shoot and burn photographer, what do you what do you think of when I say that? Somebody lighting their camera on fire. So what? I think it's a photographer who's shooting for a client <laughs> and then giving them a CD with everything on it. Okay. So that's pretty so, much... So, Zach, to be serious, unedited photos, like straight out of camera, on a disc, out the, out the door. So that was kind of the consensus that the, the group that was discussing came up with. Um, I went into it thinking that one of the biggest things I've struggled with, especially as, as I've gotten more and more into uh, especially weddings because good lord uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that can be uh, packaged into wedding type things is uh, how many how many people are, are losing uh, let me get my Scrooge McDuck pants on here real quick how many people are losing so much profit by giving out a lot of stuff into their packages I'm talking like photos and prints and canvases and albums and all this other stuff and and I was under the impression and, and wrongly so I, I think now that I, I look back on it that um, there was two distinct groups of we'll say wedding photographers for for lack of a better grouping uh, those that came up with these elaborate packages and those that didn't and those that didn't were considered the, the shoot and burn uh, which I'm glad that you know now that and you guys seem to have uh, really kind of solidified that thought process that uh, shoot and burn definitely means unedited, just hawking. Pretty much, you know, the Uncle Bobs that have cameras. It's... I, I don't know why you would ever give every somebody full unedited photos of everything you shot. Like, Here. I just... So uh, the, last, the last client shoot that I did was maternity photos. Mm-hmm. And the client asked, "Can we get a disc with everything that you shot?" And my response was, "No." <laughs> and and they were like, yeah. "Why?" And I said, "Well, do you go to the barber shop or beauty salon and ask for a book to see all the haircuts that they didn't do that turned out right? You know, the ones that didn't look good. You know, you don't you don't do that. You don't go to a restaurant and ask a chef." You know, I want to try all the dishes that didn't quite turn out. You know, it's just I don't I don't want to give that away. I don't want people to see something that I wasn't happy with. I mean, not right. that I go and shoot a bunch of shit, but there are always shots in every shoot that aren't what I wanted, and I don't want yeah. anybody to see that. And they'll know that they're not seeing everything because file names obviously won't line up right or whatever. So, right. but I'm probably part of a third category, anyways. So. For client shoots, for weddings, whatever, um, I structure my fees so that I get paid. The bulk of my pay comes from the session itself. I get paid for my time, right? and then everything hits my site, and then they can order a la carte, no packages. They get what they want when they want it for a really reasonable price, not cheap. I'm not selling myself short. I need to make sure that I'm covering the costs of you know running my site. But, um, yeah, so I'm not really shoot and burn, but I'm not Mr. Package Man either. So So are you I'm providing them with any sort of digital download, or is it all 
from your site. They, ha they have the option to pay for a digital download, but like I said, all of the prints are probably quite a bit cheaper than they would pay if they went to somebody else. Oh, it's um, prints. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Right. All right, sorry. I mean, they, I they can do digital like downloads. Um, there, I always give the disclaimer that I do not stand behind print quality if they don't go with the printer that I use. Mm -hmm. You know, because I know what everything coming from Impix is going to look like. Whereas if they go to Walmart or yeah, wherever, but you yeah, know, that, that's so, a fair argument for so anybody. I, so I always try to discourage them against getting prints or from you know doing the digital download from my site and then going and printing it themselves. And I don't think I've had too many clients actually do that. Most of them just order prints from me. That's I, I price too. them. Yeah, it's it's easy. And I tell them too, you know, if you're not satisfied with it, it's you, you'll get them exchanged. You'll get replacements. So right. Uh, we did not discuss one specific uh, thing that I, I we can really kind of talk about for a couple minutes at least. Um, I'm sure everybody's seen it out there, but uh, the the color run incident. Oh, oh boy! Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> so, uh, long story short, a, a college student actually was taking photos at one of the color runs. Uh, color run contacted him, asked him if he could use uh, his photo. Uh, was he was, was he working for them, or he was just no, doing no, no. It for he, fun, he right? Was, he was just giving it. It was yeah. He was doing it with a bunch of friends, uh, and um, he said, you know, yeah, sure, you can do it. And they said, we'll give you we'll give you credit. Uh, if uh, if we use your photo, well, come to find out, they used his photo in, in a national campaign that he ended up seeing in Dick's Sporting Goods, um, and then it really just kind of spiraled out of control uh, because he contacted them and said he wanted compensation. They told him to pound sand and that they were going to sue him. Uh, then they they, I believe, what was the phrase? I'd rather spend five hundred thousand dollars on lawyers than be extorted by the the the, the kid. Mm -hmm. um, that was from. The um, from Travis Snyder, the owner and founder of the Color Run. Then it came out that uh, the kid was actually asking for just tons of money and like to become the exclusive photographer of uh, the Color Run and all this other stuff. It was absolutely insane. Uh, Jamie, as somebody who has had something similar to this happen, what's your take on this? I mean, you had to have been thinking something. I was thinking all kinds of stuff. So. <laughs> I kind of look at it this way. Um, just like everybody else, I read the story, except I think most people's reaction when they saw what the kid was asking for from them, most people were like, "What a jerk!" You know, what, you know, right. who does he think he is asking like three hundred grand and exclusive rights to be their photographer and his name on every single image and all this other stuff? Well, I look at it this way: it's it's like anything else in business. He was setting the table up for negotiation. If you're going to go in to negotiate something, you're not going to go in with the least amount you're going to take and put that on the table. You're going to start off high yeah, and then so. negotiate down. And it still doesn't detract from the fact that that they wronged him. I mean, I don't care how big of a jerk he was for asking for X amount of dollars in everybody's eyes. They still took his images, didn't tell him, hey, you know what? National ad campaign with your photo that we said we'd give you credit for or whatever. You know, I mean, they totally gypped him on the whole deal anyways. So it's... It's kind of a wishy-washy deal. I mean, he got screwed over. Is just kind of how I see it, no matter what. But I might be a little biased, having gone through something kind of similar, you know, as far as having your pictures used. Sure. Um, but that's just how I see it. I think what he did 
by asking for an exorbitant amount of money was he was just setting the bar so that there was room to negotiate down to what would be fair compensation. I mean, think about it. I don't know how much money color runs make, but they're not strapped for cash. And to pay some kid, you know, 150 grand for an image that's now being used in major department stores all over the country, it's not unreasonable. Well. Yeah, so so as we were kind of talking about before the show, one thing that's interesting is I would be willing to bet that the photographer didn't get model release rights from anybody in the photo either. So this kind of it's it's funny that you mentioned that Joe because uh, the infamous because it, it's waived when you actually sign up for the race, right? So it's waived when you sign up for the race. Mm-hmm. What's kind of shady, and and I've uh, I actually wrote a blog post about this when my wife did the um, the Tough Mudder. Uh, and you lost your camera, Maybe right? Uh, Tough Mudder, uh, and I'm assuming the Color Run does this very similarly. They actually uh, their stipulation: if you buy a ticket to get into the event, uh, which you have to do, regardless if you're running it or just an observer. Uh, you also have to agree to grant them the rights to any photos that are taken of the Tough Mudder. Now, I don't know if that's how it works for um, for Color Run, uh, but that's kind of... I was a little, a little put off by it um, just because of... You know, it was early in my career, and I was thinking that... Um, how is it right that, you know, how is it right that a photo that I take, they can just basically take and make money from? Um, so you, a lot of it depends on on kind of what the contract stated and how they um, how they set how they set that up. So it's it's kind of goofy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so here. Um, from uh, from their from Tough Mudder's website, and again, I don't know if, uh, uh, but Tough Mudder actually does have a a release form. If you take f- photos, they they will hopefully give that to you. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of goofy. It's a it's a weird, sticky situation. Uh, I think Jamie's right. The the kid was definitely oh uh, yeah I'm... setting up for negotiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's definitely an unfortunate situation, but yeah, the 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 disturbing trend of companies just trying to sue the photographer to shut up is what concerns me. Is just oh well, you're trying to get paid for your image. We're going to sue you because you're being a pain in the ass. In essence, um, that's that's business. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is, but it's. Kind of a disturbing trend, I guess. Sure. Um, because I feel like I've I've been seeing it that happen more and more frequently over the last couple of years, and maybe that's just because I've gone deeper to the folder world. But you know, like I saw a post on Facebook today about another company that um, you know a lady just asked politely for credit or image or uh, or you know fair you know be credited. They didn't respond, so she filed a takedown notice for the DCMA and Facebook. And then the people that own that um, page just, you know, went into a tirade um, and threatened to sue her. Ah, jeez. 
Yeah, and it's like, well, guys, you don't really have a legal base to stand on here. <laughs> and especially threatening to sue for something like this it just kind of realizes that you really don't know what you're talking about. But, um, but yeah, it's something that, you know... Okay, can a, I make a suggestion? Yeah. That kind of ties into all this, because we've brought this up. This is at least, like, the probably the fourth time we've discussed something like this. I think um, people would probably like it if all of us kind of took a little bit of time and researched the different methods that you could use to secure uh, your copyright, and then maybe we do a show on that. I think a lot of people yeah, we talked really, about that really a while like back, that. Didn't we? Uh, yeah, it's probably been brought up. I mean, I think we yeah. should probably just nail something like that down and just do a show dedicated to um, your digital rights. I think yeah. it would probably go over pretty good because I know we'll find in, the, in the in the in the real better. world, I get yeah. asked regularly about uh, copyright and how to go about registering with the Library of Congress and all that stuff. So um, yeah. I should do this. From that. So, yeah, no. We'll have to find a guest. I'll see if I can dig up somebody that's got, you know, familiar with trademark law or something like that. Somebody with Esquire somewhere yeah. in their name. I may I may know somebody or somebody to talk to about that. So uh, stay tuned. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. Cool. So, all right. So, Zach, do we... Uh, want to end the show thanks for tuning in and listening this week if you enjoyed the show make sure to tell your friends subscribe. and if you're feeling really nice you can give us a thumbs up on YouTube uh, we are doing the audio version of the uh, show again so again head on into iTunes or and download that sucker yeah do that it's a pain It's a pain for us to do so please download well, that thing it's not a pain for Joe to do because he doesn't do anything uh, with that, that is not true I record my audio and send it to you you upload then, it to Dropbox and I download I mean, so it. Magic elves do, do something else, but you know. For that uh, no guests to, to thank this week, but uh, as always, uh, Jamie and I guess Joe. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, what do you mean, Jamie? Uh, we look forward to next week's update <laughs> on um, on the Lightbrush. Good luck, and if anybody is listening and or watching, go fund it. Really, please. Yeah, seriously. It's not, it's not that difficult, and you could buy four of those. For the price of that other thing. Truth. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, thanks again. Uh, it's been a, a great time, and you have been listening to the F Stops Here podcast. The show's going to end anytime now. Yep. <laughs> do, 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 do. It, I press the stop button. It says it's stopping. Uh.